Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Final Down NFL podcast with me, Jim, Denver Dave and Punk Raider. We're here to talk about the NFL. Boys, how are we doing this evening? Hell. Is the NFL still going? It's, it's not. the off season. Not, we what are, are we doing here? Come on. <laughs> Everton are playing. Why, why, oh why are we God. talking NFL? Everton are playing some pub landlords from somewhere in Essex. Yeah, so, don't give me that. It's all to play for as well. We're is not that here where to talk about is? Everton or Boreham is, is it in Essex? I took a punt. Is it in Essex? Uh, I think it's Hertfordshire. I've no idea. Uh, I don't know that is. Anyway. I know Tories, whichever way you look at it. So. Oh, God. <laughs> Guys, we're here to look at the actual season that was just been. Uh, so we're going to review um, every division. Today, we're going to be looking at the AFC West and AFC East. So we're going to go through eight teams, um, have a look at their best and worst games. We've done this before. Uh, and then look at what they really need to look at moving forward. So we start in the AFC West, a very interesting division for some people. Uh, the greatest gonna, division, some would say. Very the only division. Yeah. Uh, we're going to start from the top. So that is, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, mm. and will be for a long time to what? come. They finished 12-5 and five this year. Um, the best game I had for them was the AFC divisional win over Buffalo. 42-36 in overtime. A classic game, one that's going to be recalled for, for years to come. And, you know, it was uh, all, all looking good for the Chiefs at that point. Worst game I had, I don't know if you want to agree with that or not. I, the only thing I'll say is that game will be remembered as one of the true greats, but also it'll be the game that's going to be remembered for being the one that caused the overtime rule to be changed because that's some of the NFL are looking at now specifically mm-hmm. because... Um, of of that game, the Chiefs Bills. So, yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see if there there are any changes to it. But yeah, I don't think there's any argument for that. I mean, it was a great game. Yeah, it's a shame it's the Bills didn't win it. Exactly. I, uh, I I'd say preseason week three actually. Would you? Twenty eight twenty five was probably their best game. Thank you, Punk. The You're worst welcome. game I had for the Chiefs was actually the week seven shellacking by the Titans. Tennessee went up in halftime. 27 to nothing and it ended 27-3. That was the game where it was just like turnover after turnover for the Chiefs. Like yeah, they were very embarrassing. Pretty, Do you know bad there? I'd, I'd I'd be tempted to go with the Bengals yeah. win actually. Hmm. Um, well, that was a close. Yeah, That's a close loss. I, I looked at kind of a. It was, yeah, but it was shellacking. absolutely gutting as well because the Chiefs had numerous chances to win it and to go through the Super Bowl, and just didn't, and continued, uh, continually shot themselves in the foot. So. I think that's going to be the one that they're most gut-wrenching at. And the fact that it was, you know, they had opportunities in overtime. They had overtime to do it as well. Had mm-hmm. first possession and still ended up losing. For me, it was the manner in which they lost in that yeah. they lost in exactly the same way that they lost in week 17 or whenever mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. You know, having the lead, just not being able to do anything in the second half. So I think I think not learning from your previous mistakes to me indicates either a team that's maybe a little too big for their boots and a little bit arrogant, but also <laughs> maybe just, you know, expected to be in the Super Bowl. The unbiased view of Punk Raider there. No, you in in week seventeen when they when they did play, it was not their seventeenth game, obviously, but in the week seventeen, um, you're right in this in halftime they went up twenty-eight seventeen. Um Cincinnati scored seventeen more points in the second half, and Kansas scored three. Mm. So that tells you everything right there. Three second half points end up losing by three. Yeah, there you it's go. rubbish. And then they didn't learn that for the AFC Championship game. 
No. Oh well, more fool then. <laughs> Long may that continue. It's been an interesting off-season as well for the coaching staff. Eric Bieniemy has been touted for a couple of years now to be a shoe-in for a head coaching job, seeing as though people seem to be given jobs just off the basis of knowing Andy Reid. Um, but for the second year in a row now, he has not been given a head coaching opportunity. It's more than the second year in a row. It's, well, it's, the, yeah. it's probably about the fourth or fifth. Since they won the Super Bowl, it's been a couple of years, hasn't it, since uh, of him being touted around. Now, there have been some internal conversations about potentially he doesn't get on with Patrick Mahomes, and there's been a bit of a um, frayed relationship there this season. Whether it's true or not, they're bringing him back for another year, and they've also brought back Matt Nagy. So he's been given another lifeline by Andy Reid. Uh, <laughs> he's coming back as a kind of QB or offensive coach, basically, for the Chiefs. Um, don't know how that's going to all fit together, but um, they're doing it. I think their biggest need for me is in the run game. They need a running back who can... I mean, we saw how how much their offense changed when they had... Who was, it wasn't Spencer Way. I'm going back about five years then. Who was the back they brought in? Was it McKenick or... I don't name? know. They had Jamal Charles before that. No, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm talking this season. Oh. Um, is it McKinnick? McKendrick? McKendrick? McKinnick? Jarek McKinnon. McKinnon, that's the left, from the 49ers. Yeah, and their offense completely changed when they had an outside zone runner who was actually able to punch in six or seven yards here and there rather than, uh, you know, (laughs) losing yards at the line of contact, um, Mm -hmm. basically from Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So if they can get a decent running back who can actually help out and complement the uh, passing offense, it will do them the world of good. That and a decent free safety as well. Well, I think their biggest problem is edge. Uh, I Chris agree. Jones I think... was the sack leader with nine again this year. Uh, they only managed 31 sacks last season. That was 29th in the league. That's unacceptable. And it allowed people like Joe Burrow to spray the ball against them. And it also, you know, <clears throat> looking at the AFC going forward, it's a really heavy quarterback um, conference. So, mm-hmm. you know, you need to be able to pressure quarterbacks to be able to do anything at all. Um yeah, I agree. I, th- I think defense is much more, and especially, you know, a pass rusher of some kind is is definitely higher on the list of needs than than a running back. But that's not to say they couldn't do with a running back. You know, they definitely could. Um, I mean, you I may, think, you may I have think a point. I'd go pass rush first. Yeah. You may have a point because in the, in the playoffs, um, the Bengals allowed nine sacks against Tennessee. That was the game before the Chiefs. The game after the Chiefs, um, the Bengals allowed uh, six sacks. Oh, no, it wasn't. Sorry, it was seven sacks. But in the game against the Chiefs, they didn't, you know, they weren't racking up those high numbers. It no. was one sack allowed. So they just didn't apply any pressure to Joe Burrow. So do you know what? I will concede. I will <laughs> retract my previous statement. I know you don't like Clover Edwards-Hilaire, so I understand where you're coming no, from. No, he's right. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't have him as a running back too, if I'm perfectly honest. I just, I just think he's garbage. I, just, I genuinely don't see the talent there. Um, he had a couple of good games. Everyone was loving him. But no, I'll, I'll, and Chris Jones, I think, is, uh, is rumoured to be uh, either traded or I think he's out. Actually, is he actually out of contract? I know Honeybag is out of contract. He's not out of contract, well. but um, they've got other problems. So Jerron Reed, defensive tackles, uh, free agent. So is Melvin Ingram. He was a one or half a year loan job. Um, Javarius Ward, cornerback, and Tyron Matthew also out of contract this offseason. Yeah, so a Matthews, lot of defensive uh, stuff has to be done. 
Tyrone Matthew loves the signing on fee, so it wouldn't surprise well, me if he goes on. We'll see, but that's the Chiefs. Um, I'm sure they'll be all right next year. And obviously, uh, Brett Veach is very good at identifying an issue and zeroing in on it. So uh, let's see what happens there. Next up was the Las Vegas Raiders. Got the uh, location right. They finished 10 and 7, Punk. Last year, they were 8 and 8. So an improvement despite losing... John Gruden and Henry Ruggs and uh, Damon Arnett and God knows how many other people through the season. Mike Mayock, your uh, I don't know, is he ESPN guru or whatever we ever used to talk for? Um, he's out the door either. So Josh McDaniels, everyone's favourite um, offensive coordinator for the uh, New England Patriots, and Dave Ziegler, GM, replacing those two. Uh, the best game I had, I, well, I'm going to step on some toes here, I guess, but uh, I said the best game for the Raiders was the week six win in Denver. Could have been three and three, but you went to four and two at that point with a 10 point win. Um, Denver scored 14 points in the fourth to make it less of a, a blowout. They were, they were garbage time points. That, yeah. Every Any time we beat the Broncos is a good day. Yes. You know, and we tend to split one and one every season, there or thereabouts. Although this season, obviously, we this swept season them. You, did, you did the double over us. I think last yeah, season absolutely. you might have as well. We drew Lock had his meltdown, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. But uh, this, this, this season, there's only one game that that you can really put up there as the game this season. Is it when and you beat the Steelers in week two? <laughs> it, it, it could well have been when we beat the Steelers. That's what that's when we started to believe was when we right. beat the Ravens and the Steelers back to back. But the actual game that took us to the playoffs week was that week one wonderful Week 18 game against the uh, California Chargers. Yeah, um, which obviously we won 35-32 with a last second in overtime field goal that also brought the Steelers along for the laugh. Thank so, you. Yeah. You know, we did you a favour as well, but to actually, <laughs> yeah, we got to play I mean, cheap. obviously, obviously that was the, <laughs> rather you than us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Obviously, obviously that was the, that was the last game in that run of four where we had to win them all to even have a chance of getting in. So I think for me, that sustained little run and, and actually doing the job by beating the Chargers rather than relying on the results that had happened earlier in the day. Um, for me, that that was the game. That was the game of the season. Do you know something? I still haven't watched that game. And I you never ought to. Will. It's it's a really good game <laughs> of football. It really is. No, it's like I can understand where you're coming from. Sex there, offenders. Why am I going to do that? Oh my god! Um, <laughs> worst game. I mean, was it the week five loss to the Bears? The week nine loss no. to the Giants, or the week yes. fourteen loss to the Chiefs? That last one was forty-eight to nine. Yeah, but that's the Chiefs. We know, expect things like that from the Chiefs every yeah. so often. So which one was so, it? Was it the no, Bears or the Giants? It's, it's the Giants. It's the Giants. <laughs> can I, that's the big one out there. The Giants. Can I put one out there? So you you beat the the Cowboys um, yes. in Week Twelve. Yeah, thanks. And that was a real good game, real good performance. And then the next week you went up against um, the Commodores or the Commanders or whatever they were, yeah. the football team as they were then. Yeah, yeah. And that was a real slobber knocker. That both teams were rubbish, and I think it was seventeen fifteen. Oh, that that, and that game is had that not the most catch. disappointing. No, because actually in that game, that was the one of the three games this season that the Washington defense actually turned up. The game against the Giants was just one of those error-strewn, ridiculous, what's the point? We might as well not even bother getting on the plane if you're gonna do that type games. So, you know, for me, for me, having watched all of the games this season. 
no, definitely the Giants. Definitely the Giants loss. I mean, they were dreadful and we were just even worse. It was, <laughs> it was, it was just pointless, especially coming off the bye week as well. It's just there's no excuse for it. But it was what it was. Yeah. So you finished out the season with Rich Basaccia, got through to the playoffs, found the Bengals in the Rich Vayner form. And that was that. But you made the playoffs, Punk. You did. So you did. first time in what? 18 years, isn't it? Something like that. So, well, about three, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the biggest need for that team moving forwards? But what Can are I you start? aiming at? No. Go on, no, I'll I'll let, no, no, no. I, I, I'll, I'll let you boys go first and, and see what if so, any of you actually tally up I with think, what I think. I think mine's going to be different to yours. I think one of your biggest needs is a proper good old-fashioned wide receiver one. So I know Hunter Renfro Not had again. a really great season. Not on not Antonio Brown. I mean, a properly a headline star. Because I know Hunter Renfro had a great season. Um, Foster Moreau blew hot and cold. Um, who's, who's your massive tight end? What's his bloody name? Darren he was, Waller. Darren Waller. So Waller was out injured and then he come back and he just didn't look himself. And I think you just need that marquee wide receiver who's going to get you 1500 yards a staff on digs or someone like that a proper solid wide receiver that for me is what you guys need because we saw it in the super bowl i know it's cooper cup and i'm making a, a sort of wild statement here but you know when you need to just like right i've got a guy who's going to catch it and get me five yards after the catch and just he's my he's my out get out of jail free card and i'm going to use him whenever i need to and um, that's what I don't feel you guys have. I like I like Renfro. I think he does a good job for you. But he's not that solid wide receiver one. I know you'll disagree and that's fine. But that's just kind of, I feel that it's some of the, the Raiders offense really misses. When things aren't going well, you can just go, screw it. I'm going to that guy. Uh, you're absolutely right that obviously wide receiver would be nice. Uh, but I think that they've swung. So, it's a bit like the Eagles, isn't it? They've swung so many times at that fence recently, and it's just never worked out. Whether it's just, been just because you've Antonio swung so hard, Brown, doesn't say you have to Henry stop. Ruggs. I mean, how many, how many, how many quarterbacks have the Broncos had? I don't mean, say you stop trying. He's keep on, Deshaun, keep on. Deshaun Jackson was there at some point last season, wasn't he? Yeah, he's yeah, not a proper Deshaun one. Jackson's... I'm on about a proper yeah. marquee wide receiver one. Go and get Adam Thielen. Yeah, a proper first round trade. Because it was Amari Cooper was the last time you had that, mm. really. I mean, I know Antonio Brown was there for 20 minutes. I've been entirely convinced Amari Cooper was a wide receiver one when we got him. To be you got a first round pick for him, so. Yeah, we did. But... <laughs> you know what I mean, though. That's that's, yeah. why I'm, that's why I'm saying that. But I mean, a proper, genuine, thoroughbred wide receiver one. Yep. I, I think it's got to be defense. It's got to be. Uh, again, we've got to look at that Raiders defense. They were 26th in points allowed last season. They've got a lot of players coming up for free agency. Jonathan Hankins, defensive tackle. Uh, Nicholas Morrow, uh, outside linebacker. KJ Wright, Quentin Jefferson as well on the, on the line. They need to... They, they've got Max Crosby, but they need more. They need more kind of nasty players there. Cleveland Farrell is not that kind of marquee piece as much as you want him to be. Uh, but there, there's, a, there's a, the start of a spine there um, through the safety position. So... I, I would still look for kind of uh, outside pressure, maybe a, a linebacker. If for my biggest need anyway. Interesting thoughts from both of you. One of you actually has picked the position that I wanted to go with, okay, and I have chosen for myself, and that is uh, drum roll, please, wide receiver. 
We need that wide receiver one. Uh, Henry Ruggs was just coming into his own when what happened happened. And, you know, kind of it really did hamstring our offense quite a lot. Mm. Um, Derek Carr's accuracy in the red zone is something that I've you know, mentioned more than once this season. Yeah, it's a bit iffy um, at times. A bit iffy, yeah. Let's 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 leave it at that. Yeah, it's a bit <laughs> iffy at times. Um, so a proper hands-on wide receiver one would help him out no end, especially if we can have a fit Waller and a fit Renfro again next season. Mm. Um, that that would make us quite the uh, the proposition, I think. And in a division where you know pretty much every team has got a decent group of wide receivers. It is an area that we need to kind of keep pace with everybody else. Um, so for me, although I could also argue that we could do with another cornerback, we could do with another linebacker. I'd honestly like to have a guard as well. Um, I will <laughs> pick a wide receiver. And there's a certain Mr. Adams, I believe, he used to, he plays in Green Bay. Tony Adams. Adams. Yeah, he has done. You've got twenty point six um, in cap space at the moment, so it's not unheard of yeah, that you could make a move. Has, has he also has a a very good relationship with uh, aforementioned Mister Red Zone Car? Um, so you know it would be interesting to see those two hooking up again and and seeing what could happen. Mm. But that's the type of signing that I think that Raiders offense needs. Yes, yes. I would agree. Especially after the rug situation, it's just a case of we just have to get a proper number one receiver. You know, nothing wrong with Zay Jones, did a job. Deshaun Jackson Zay like, Jones is came a, is in a, and did a little bit here and there. Zay but... Jones is a number three receiver. And there's not of a slam in him. That's, that's what he is. Yeah, there's, yeah. No, no, there's, no there's absolutely. Nothing wrong with that. Um, and, you know, Brian Edwards is a four if you haven't got anybody else. So, no, you know, I think he's a three as well. I mean, no, your team will have multiple threes. I mean, the Broncos got like seven three receivers. Um, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with that. Every team needs it. Um, but no, we, we we tried to do it with Antonio Brown, and obviously that didn't work a couple of years ago. Um, no. And, you know, after that, I think everyone felt a little bit burned and thought, well, I'm not going near a, a diva receiver, you know? So I think for me, though, it's exactly what's needed just to take us to the next level and make sure we stay up there and in contention for the playoffs next year. But it's exactly what I'd do. Go and give a first round pick for a proper solid wide receiver. Yeah, absolutely. Whether, whether it's an existing, you know, free agent, one that we trade, a free agent or one that we trade for, I don't care. Can I make a call? I'll make a a suggestion. I think if you're going to trade for one, I think it might be Robert Woods. The reason I say he's Woods is because, no, but you'll probably get him for a second rounder. I think he's the most underrated wide receiver in the league. I think he's phenomenal and can be a one. Injury, obviously injury concerns. And if you take him off LA, that would alleviate their cap, um, which have obviously got issues at the moment. Him or Adam Thielen, I think, because Thielen's contract is coming up soon, unless he's already um, signed one this summer. He hasn't I, yet, I, I don't think. I want a proper, proper receiver, I think. A real proper digs, Adams type one someone that can be a proper superstar on offense for us like we've got on defense okay. with crosby but yeah i think that's what you need so all right chargers yes third third on the list california chargers that's right they finished nine and eight last season they were seven and nine so an improved season for them 
Uh, best game, probably the week three win in Kansas City. You know, it's a divisional game. Uh, there was also the win in Cincinnati in week 13 where they beat the Bengals 41-22. Obviously, in hindsight, that looks even better. But that was another, another good game for Herbert. You know, he had some good games and some bad games. Worst game, well, this team loves a statement loss. So they lost to the Ravens by 28. Listen, Broncos Jim, you can name whatever Chiefs games you them. want that they lost. You can name whatever games you want that they lost. We know which one the most devastating loss is. Come on. Was it the 41-29 week 16 loss in Houston? No. That Ooh. is a low Ooh. light. Come on, man. That's, that's a bad one. That is that's that's the one that actually let us in the door. Yeah. yeah. If they win that, we we literally can't make the playoffs. Yeah. So, you know, at that point, we were just starting our winning run. And honestly, yeah, but then if you think... beat the Giants, you make it nice and easily. So it depends well, on yeah, how far exactly. back you want to go. So, yeah, no, absolutely. But at that point, you know, no one's looking at the Raiders saying, oh, yeah, they're going to win four straight. And no one's looking at the at the Chargers going, oh, yeah, they're going to lose to the Texans. So, uh, you know, I think I think that one for me is is where it kind of all started wobbling for them. But the actual worst one has got to be the fact that they only had a tie with us in that last game of the season, they could have come to the playoffs and they decided to to take a time out, yeah. <laughs> annoy our coaches. And so we kicked a field goal to win <laughs> and knock them yeah. out. I just think losing to the hilarious. Texans that way as well. It wasn't even close. That was not your close game. Um, the Ravens game you mentioned as well. as well was, they were awful in that. They yeah. were really bad. Herbert had a dreadful day. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I think I think there's a couple. There's the 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 Chargers last season seemed to be one of those teams that would pretty consistently win and then just completely drop off the planet for for a game. It was yeah. they, they you know they they tended to go in fits and spurts a little bit. It's a bit weird, but to be expected with a young quarterback, I suppose. Yeah, and also I think their biggest need moving forwards is that run defense. I mean, the Chargers were at the bottom of the NFL in defending the run. They gave up more than 140 yards a game on the ground. So it was no secret (laughs) the the midpoint of the season. Everyone was running on them. If you had a fantasy game against the Chargers with a running back, you were quids in. There was a couple of times the Broncos played, the Broncos beat the uh, Chargers in the first game. And there's one point where we ran it on a third and seven and converted. Yeah, and it was a no-brainer to run it. I mean, if your team runs it on a third and seven, you're sitting there going, "What are you doing?" But it was a no-brainer to do that. It's like, why would I pass it on a third and seven? Run the damn ball. Yeah, it, it wasn't twice. a Giants QB you know, Take a fourth down. It was, no. uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was rubbish. Absolutely right. Chargers need a big space eating, three meals at breakfast, <laughs> nose tackle that's just gonna, you know, eat space and just. Yeah, give give Hit give those rushes that they've got a chance as well to get. Even there. if they pick up mm-hmm. a middle linebacker who can just sit there and hit and tackle, um, you know, who's I'm I'm trying to think of a, a big old middle linebacker who's there whose only job is to stop the run. That's that's all he's there for. Um, so then you can space with uh, edge rushes and that. At that point, you've got no problem with that. But I think you're right. A nine meal a day, fifteen hundred calories, nose tackle. He's three hundred and fifty pounds. I'm gonna play every down. Yeah, absolutely. Don't know you of such a man? <laughs> Not sure one exists. But uh, I'm just wondering if there's one in the free agents list. Actually, um, there's there's a few guys knocking around in free agency, but until contracts start getting signed, free agency at the moment doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I mean the Chargers have got a lot of cap space, fifty-seven and a half million at the moment in adjusted cap. Mm. 
but they have got Linville Joseph, the uh, veteran defensive lineman, Chris Harris, the veteran cornerback, Mike Williams, Williams the number one wide right, receiver yeah. from last season. He's out of contract. And Jared Cook, the veteran tight end, uh, also is looking for some more money. Jared yeah. Cook will not be there next season. I'm not sure Mike Williams will be there. I'm not sure Mike Williams will be there. Mike Williams will be there. Mike Williams will be there. injured again, you know. Yeah, that's that's the problem. It's injurious. He was a first round pick. He'd be a good he pick was. up for the Raiders, and if you could keep him fit, if you can keep you know, him fit, yeah, he's a decent receiver. But <laughs> yeah, do you want it's that just pain? actually doing that? <laughs> no, send him to 49ers. They're good at managing injuries. Yes, I guess the so, best uh, free agent defensive tackle is probably DJ Jones, isn't it? The 49ers guy. He's a free agent. He's probably the best one. Hmm. I think at the minute. Maybe someone like that. That's not going through the list. We're, we're outside the period at the moment where people are going to start switching around teams, but it's getting close. Uh, yeah, so I guess a good season for the Chargers. Brandon Staley did all right, better than... It's not a good season. It's a terrible season. I think it's a disappointing season. When you, when you consider going into, what, the last four games of the season, they mm. were nailed on wild card. You know, yeah, especially if fighting new, with the Chiefs quarterback. For, yeah, I I think it's a disappointing season. I really do. I don't think it's. I think it's a terrible season because not only did they do the most Chiefs of uh, the most charges of charges thing of getting single digit wins again because I can't remember the last time they got double digit wins, but they were the only team in the NFL whose starting quarterback didn't get injured and didn't make the playoffs. That's genuinely true. <laughs> Every other team whose quarterback got injured made the playoffs or didn't get injured and made the playoffs. Every other team who missed it, their quarterback got injured. There's some good work on that O-line over the off- last offseason and the draft. Rashawn yeah, great, you missed the playoffs. So what's, what's, well, yeah, I'm just, I'm just I'm agreeing with you that they did a lot of work to kind of help keep Herbert upright. Didn't seem to make an awful mm. lot of difference. No, and the, the other thing, I know that their run game gets a lot of success in terms of yards and a lot of it sort of swing routes and pitches and things like that, but they've got no real inside zone threat. Um, this, no, I mean, they haven't, they haven't got a proper hardcore between the tackles runner. No. All. But do they need um, one because the threat is Herbert launching the ball down the field, so that opens you up look the space at, You look at the numbers they put up and probably not, to be honest, but well, it's, it's always nice of, to have the change option of attack. a change of pace. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you just, just get a third third running back, someone like, I'm, I'm thinking Mike Boone, because that's who the Broncos got, but he's just a big <laughs> downhill runner who can get you five yards, kill a minute 20 on the clock easily with a couple of downs, get a first down, bring him out the game. Running backs are overrated. You know, worry Which about way? other things that are more important. Don't talk to me uh, about run defense overrated running backs. <laughs> Don't talk to me about overrated running backs. You took one in the first round, your team. You obviously <laughs> I rated completely him. agree. I completely agree. Yeah, but... I did not draft that person. So And he's rubbish as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely terrible. Yeah. Anyway, last one. <laughs> last but least in the AFC in the West is the Denver rest. Broncos. <clears throat> they were 7-10. and 10. So last season, they were 5-11. and 11. So two extra wins there. Their best game, before Dave tells me I'm wrong, um, they only seem to beat terrible teams, but the Week 9 shock win over the 6-1 and one Cowboys was a good one. 30-16, to 16, it wasn't even close. I'm putting Correct that forward answer. as your... Is that the right answer? Yep. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd agree with that as well. I think that Cowboys game was definitely the best game that I saw the Broncos play. Yep, and just just to say as well, not only was that our best game, it was our best performance. And I know mm. sometimes these things, those things are the same, um, but a lot of the time they're not. Sometimes the wins that you don't expect to get play badly, but come out the other side with a result can be your best performance. And it was the fact that we. It was the fact that we were so strong in every single aspect of the game. It was the perfect game. I think at one point we were 31 points up or 32 points up or something like that. And that was 32 nil. Well, it was 30 to 16 in the end. But yeah, you're right. They had oh, so we were just 30 nil up points. at one point then. It was, yeah, yeah, it was insanity. Right. Um, and it was the fact that the it was people like Skip Bailey saying, we're going to win by 30. It's like, no, you're not. <laughs> Pipe down, no, you're not. <laughs> Hang on, Skip Bayless was wrong about something. I can't I know. believe that. Can't believe it. Uh, okay, so worst game, Dave. Uh, the week 10 loss at home to the Eagles just before the bye week was a bit of a stinger for your playoff hopes. But you lost to the Steelers and Ravens and you're swept by the Chiefs and the Raiders. So I don't know what you're picking there as your worst game. The worst game was the one the Broncos had after um, the Cowboys. So the Broncos played the Cowboys. Then the following game afterwards, um, lost Eagle to the Eagles. Home. Yeah. Because yeah, so the one I said then. Oh, that's right. It was, yeah, yeah. It was so disappointing. We put in a brilliant performance week before and we said, okay, let's really now go and make a charge towards the end of the season. We lost the last four. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't lose them a little bit. We lost them badly. And it was just like any momentum was just completely ripped out of us. And it's a, it's a long off season. So I'm not sure if momentum between seasons is a real tangible thing. But, you know, the Broncos have zero uh, momentum coming out of that last season but we've as we mentioned uh, in previous podcasts we've, we've made more changes than any other NFL team in the offseason I think that was a Patreon thing we mentioned it on mm-hmm. um, we, there's more changes than any other NFL team so it's a complete break from what we were doing previously but you're right I'm interested See? to know what you think our uh, main need did. can I take QB off the table because that's the easy answer forget that <laughs> uh, Punk <laughs> Water boy, you need um, someone that can mix the right Gatorade for you, dude. We got the best water boy in the FC West. His name's Frank. <laughs> Quite a few players I, I, up for free agency now. Uh, Kyle Fuller is the most expensive, uh, one at cornerback for you. Melvin Gordon, bust. I'm, I'm fine with that. Melvin Gordon, he's announced today he wants to come back. Oh, which nice Melvin Gordon is a big thing. Mm. Bryce Callahan, another cornerback for you. Injury uh, prone, great, Kareem. great. Really, really great cornerback, but yeah. so many injuries. Kareem Jackson, safety. Never solid he player. One for year you. last year for for a few for a little bit less money, but um, we were fortunate that we managed to draft a uh, a safety last year who came in and did a real, real good job. Caden Stearns, I think he was a fifth mm-hmm. rounder, so he came in and was basically playing uh, mixes with uh, Simmons and Jackson. So there's a good chance we'll let Jackson go and Caden Stearns will step up. Right. Okay. I think it depends what you want to be next year. I think if you want that big, you know, that controlling defense that that kind of you know wins your games on their own, where you're not getting a quarterback, let's say, then I think you need an edge rusher. If you want to be a better offensive team, then I think you need to start retooling that O line because it just doesn't seem to work very well. Um, I know you only kind of redid it over the last couple of years. And you are better than you were, um, but it still ain't great. 
So I I would be looking probably at a guard on the offense, or like I said, if you if you want to be a defensive heavy team, I think you need another pass rusher. So interestingly, guard probably is our strongest position on the O line because we've got Graham Glasgow, Natani Muti, uh, Dalton Reisner, and Quinn Miners, all really right. good guards, but they don't play the outside zone system that Hackett is expected to play. Um, our big problem on the offensive line is right tackle. Um, we we will draft a right tackle. There's absolutely no doubt about that, 100%. Um, I think you're right with edge rusher. Um, we have Shelby, Haver, Shelby Harris and Draymond Jones as our edge rushers, and the depth below that is shocking. Uh, the other thing that we really need is uh, interior linebackers. So we've got two interior linebackers, Josie Jewell and Alexander Johnson, both got injured. Um, the other one is Kenny Young. All of them are out I'm of sure you kept saying last season you had 15 linebackers and they were all injured. Yeah. <laughs> so where, where, where are all these linebackers then? Have they not come back from injury? Yeah, but they're all out of contract. That's what I just said. Josie Jewell's <laughs> out of contract. Alexander Johnson's out of contract. Mika Kaiser's out of contract. Justin Strenard's still very young. Kenny Young's out of, out of contract. So that, our, our linebacking core is, I think we'll pick up Anthony Barr. Um, it looks as though, I don't want to say that deal's done, but I, I think that's reasonably well known that both parties are interested. Um, and that will sort of help us on the outside linebacker core. But we have to pick up an interior linebacker. Go and spend a first on Bobby Wagner. I mean, just, just go and get a middle linebacker, for God's sake. It's been too long since we've actually had half-decent interior linebacking core. Yeah, I mean... Fair enough. It, Punk is right. I think the O-line can always always be improved. I was really disappointed with your receivers. I know that you're, you've got questionable people throwing to them, but Cam Sutton had, what, two touchdowns in the season? Tim Patrick had five. No one got over... 780 yards receiving in the in the wide receiver core. Um, Jerry Judy was a non-factor, obviously, with his injury. But it there was a problem with putting up points. I think it stems from there's no one catching the ball. Whether you've got no. Aaron Rodgers there or not, why it's is Aaron Rodgers going to go there unless he's got something to throw at? So Cortland Sutton, not Cam Sutton. Sorry, Cortland, Cortland Sutton. Sutton. Sorry, Cam Sutton. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Cortland That's Sutton. That's the thing. Is a, I think he's a very, very good wide receiver. Really good wide receiver. He Tim is. Patrick just doesn't drop the ball. Um, I really wish we'd get rid of Deshaun Hamilton. He keeps coming back. And the thing to remember to with the Bronco receivers is they're all very, very young. And if you True. haven't got someone consistently throwing the ball at them, this they're going to the make mistakes and drops and stuff. So if, if you're a wide receiver and you've got Teddy Bridgewater throwing a six yard slant to you, then it's all on you to go and make yards or Drew Locke lobbing it so far out of your reach that you're having to strain to get it. It's just difficult. It's just hard. It really is. Because every game, you know, you know, like, so Jim, you've had the same quarterback since 1986. So yes. you, you, you've had that stability. Punk, you've got Derek Carr, who's a pain in the arse in the red zone, but generally is reliable. And there'll be a period in the game where he'll hit seven passes or eight or nine, ten passes where they're perfect. And you'll gain 140 yards in that time. And he just is in it for a period. He's on fire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that's like as a Broncos fan. We haven't had that in so long. It's consistently. So, you know, those periods where your quarterback is on, it looks like they're under dress and they're struggling. That's what we have constantly. It's always like that. So your wide receivers can never get a rhythm. You never get any, it never feels like there's, 
there's momentum with your offense. It's constantly. The problem is you keep chopping and changing down. the quarterback, which doesn't help either. You you know, everyone there's looks no like point. they pass the ball the same, but they really don't. Velocity's different, spin's yeah, yeah, different. But it's it's the fact that you you have to make the change if it's not right. You have to. You can't just stick with the guy for continuity purposes. You have to make the change if it's not right. But you really should have given Drew Lock a proper chance this season. Should have stopped. Because at least you know what you got then. Behave. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got 39 million in cap space, Dave, and uh, so you could prize Aaron Rodgers across, old Aaron, and you've also gone to the lengths of bringing Nathaniel Hackett as your new head coach. So to try and sweeten the pot, I guess there's no reason why I'd take uh, Nathaniel Hackett as my head coach. Uh, are you going to take Aaron Rodgers? Can you let us know, um, please? You and I went through this on the most recent Patreon. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think it's going to happen. There, there's no doubt that there is going to be a new quarterback at the Broncos next season. Um, it's just a matter of who it is. We've gone through loads of different scenarios, whether it will be Wentz, whether it will be Garoppolo. I still think there's a good chance it ends up being Kirk Cousins. Um, I, I'm just not sure who it's You've going to be. Mike Zimmer as your head coach. Hmm. Yeah, he should have done <laughs> Hey, hey, I'd rather have him than Josh McDaniel. Pipe down. <laughs> He's got you there. <laughs> um, I just, I'm waiting with bated breath. I, I think this season will be very interesting in free agency. This free agency starts in 11 days. Um, I think we've got so much cap space available and we have to make so many moves. We're going to have to bring in another corner. We're going to have to bring in linebackers. We're going to have to bring in pass rush as well as bringing in um, a, a quarterback as well. So it, there's there's a lot for us to do, basically. And I don't think we can do it all through the draft. Um, you can't have, as you say, we've got a really young roster and we can't go and draft nine more players and have six of those starting. It, the, the, the team's too young. You have to bring in um, a bit of experience. I think your dreams of uh, spending extra time with Cousins isn't going to work, though. The... Uh the talk that's come out of the new head coach slash GM roles up in Minnesota say they're going to be working around Kirk Cousins and okay. also that he kind of lobbied for those guys to get the job, especially uh, Kevin O'Connell. I mean, so, I'm not too disappointed that we won't be getting Kirk Cousins. I'm not the okay. biggest fan of his. I don't know if you um, were. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's, I think he's fine. I think he's he's a good quarterback, but I don't think he's a game changer. He's got um, one year left. I mean, we're not doing the NFC North today, but uh, when we get around to it, no. they still have one year left on his uh, guaranteed deal. It wouldn't surprise me if we went and got Carson Wentz, to be honest. I, I think he's a perfect match for the Steelers. Um, and I think that's where he'll end up. But it, something will happen where a quarterback will come into the Broncos. It's just a matter of when. When Rogers makes his decision and finally lets everyone know, um, it'll it'll mean we move in a proper direction. But we made a move last year. We put in two first first round picks for Matt Stafford. Mm-hmm. You know, so we have made moves previously. Um, and if we, we we're one quarterback away from being a half decent team, I mean, Punk, you're you're in our division, right? You look at the Broncos with Believe so unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> you look at the Broncos with Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke, and you go, yeah, we'll be. Yeah, yeah, he's not, yeah. He's not day, every day, twice on Sundays. Exactly. And if if we then go and get a, a good quarterback, and it doesn't have to be world-class, but a good one, you look and go, bloody hell, they're a bit more of a tasty team, aren't they? We, we are so bad because we don't have 
a captain at the, at the ship. You know, we don't have anyone who's steering us in the right direction. Problem is, there aren't that many really good quarterbacks out there. So you kind of end up in a kind of similar situation to us where you know, we're sitting there going, well, we, we, we might have to extend Derek Carr soon, but actually, do we want to? But when you look about, you know, if you're not getting one of the three, yeah, exactly. If you're not getting one of the three or four elite guys, mm-hmm. then, you know, you, you are better off going with the guy that is known in the locker room and you know, has has obviously a certain amount of respect from from peers and coaches and all the rest of it and knows the playbook. Um, I think, yeah, for, for you and quarterbacks, it just seems like you don't, don't have the right scouting in place to pick the right ones up. No, I think it's, I think historically, you're always still there. Yeah, we picked up wow, um, Drew yeah. Lock because you know he was always dude. He's got a massive arm. He's big and strong and can move a bit, little bit. And he's he's such an Elway pick. And there's nothing wrong with that. He could have worked out. It didn't work out. Whatever. Um, we picked up Bridgewater because he was available at the time. I think we got him for a sixth round pick. And the Panthers paid 17 of his 20 million pound contract or dollar contract. Mm. So it was an absolute no brainer. Um, now is the first time really where we say, okay, let's go and be aggressive and going because we've got a deep, we've got a playoff team. You know, if we, if we manage to re-sign everyone from last season. Wait a minute. It's a playoff roster with a good mm. it's a playoff roster with a good quarterback at the helm. Without a good quarterback mm. at the helm, we're just another team. It'd get you to five hundred. I don't know if it'll be a playoff team. Give a rest. At this point, I'm <laughs> going to have to put my foot down and say we cannot keep talking about the Broncos. All right, we've yeah, got another division to get through. Up. I want to get through it tonight. So let's go on to the AFC East, and we're going to start with the team that won the division, the Buffalo Bills. They finished eleven and six last season. They were thirteen and three, so a little bit of a, a pull down there. Um, best game that I had, they did smash the Dolphins thirty-five zip in week two. But I'd be tempted to say that their best game was that divisional OT loss to the Chiefs. I know it was a loss, but what a game. And, you know, like you said, it's going to be encouraging the change of the uh, overtime rules. There's no points in this league for trying. Absolute (laughs) nonsense. All right. What nonsense are you talking about? That announced them on the the big stage. No, it didn't. We literally came on this podcast the night after they beat the Patriots and said they played a perfect game of football. There is no way that their best game was a losing effort against the Chiefs. (laughs) It just wasn't, all right? Don't even go there. (laughs) <laughs> Can I say their best game? Their best game was the wild card win over the Patriots. Their yes. worst game was the regular season loss to the Patriots. Where no, um, no, 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 no. I think no, their no, worst no. game was the loss to the Patriots. Where um, what's it called? I was going to call him Daniel Jones. Mac Daniel Jones. Jones is it? Mac Jones threw it three times. Ran it. I think he threw it three times, and they just ran but it. That it was, was weather. It that was weather. So pathetic that else. game, and it was just. No. Run, no, no, run, no. run, and they no. week them. nine, yeah. week nine. Yes, they lost <laughs> yes. nine six to the Jags. The Jags. Oh, yeah. and Josh Allen sacked Josh Allen. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> I think Don't the Bills wanted to loss. forget about that as well. <laughs> yeah. Patriots they lost. lost. No, that was six that to was, the Jags. No. That mm. was crap. Though that Patriots loss. 
Oh yeah, no, was it was. Track. It absolutely yeah. was. And but some of that was down to the weather as well. So you know, playing in sixty mile an hour I'm, winds. I'm sorry, Patriots only. I'm sorry. Only... When you play every single week in Buffalo, you are not allowed to use weather as an excuse. You shouldn't, should you? <laughs> no, you shouldn't. But you can. Do you know Especially what? If when it is you've an lost nine six to the Jags, playing Brian dome, Dable did so there. <laughs> yeah, never mind New Era. Build a bloody dome, and that would be easier. Don't encourage them. They're already on the on the lookout. Uh, so the Bills' biggest need I have for them moving forwards is cornerback. Uh, they've got Travis White tore his ACL. Levi Wallace is out of contract. Uh, Syrian Neal's also due to hit free agency. Um, they were the best in uh, defensive points given up, but that is on a you know precarious position. So I think they do need to kind of reinvest in the cornerback position moving forwards. I'm not going to argue with them on, on that. I no, I, I, I kind of agree, I think, in, well, in, in that cornerback is one of those positions that, well, I mean, let's be honest, you can never have too many good ones. Nope. Um, and, you know, the Bills have got a few, but they are going to have some holes going into this season. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I kind of want to go, they really need a running back that they trust. Um, because no, they no, yeah. I like Singletary. I think yeah. Singletary is a good player. But for whatever reason, the Bills don't trust him to run the ball. Well, they're going to have a new offensive coordinator now. So let's see yeah. how that changes. Dave well, has gone which now. Is, which, the Giants, so. which is kind of why I'm sitting there saying, well, yeah, uh, you know, I'd quite like them to have a running back that they're going to use. But if they use Singletary, then great. But yeah, I'd say I'd say one back. I also think they could do with another wide receiver, yeah. to be honest, uh, as well. Because yeah. Gabriel Davis had a good Dix, season. Dix, Diggs was getting double, triple teams a lot of the time, and he They've didn't do it. Still got Sanders, still got Beasley, um, and Gabriel uh, Davis, McKenzie as well. You can't tell yeah, me you can't upgrade on on no, Beasley. I, I, I don't think that's their code. biggest need, though. I think the only other position you could potentially main, uh, mention is pass rush. When was the last yes. time you went? Yeah. God, that Bills pass rush. <laughs> it's just nothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is if, it? and also Bruce Jerry Smith. Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison were thirty-four and thirty-four respectively. Are both free agents. And Vernon yeah. Butler, who's I think he's twenty seven, he's defensive tackle, he's out of out of contract. So I'll tell you what, that Greg Rousseau, oh, he's <laughs> gonna tear it up in the league. <laughs> One day. One the only day. problem for the Bills is they're minus three point eight on the cap at the moment. So yeah, it doesn't matter. It's not there's nothing to play out. with. <laughs> they have to restructure some stuff there's there. A little restructuring going on, it'll be fine. Mm. Well, in, in all aspects, they should be fine because Josh Allen has just stepped up. And they're now one of those teams that we cannot envision them not winning that division in the coming season, right? No matter what the other three teams do. Is is well, any, are anyone going to knock off the Bills? Well, they they only won by they only won it by a game this year. Yeah, there was one, there were one game ahead of the Patriots and two two games ahead of the Dolphins. Mm. So you know, let, let's not go nuts. I want to yeah, go. Nuts. I was going to say. I don't they still lost nuts. Get nuts. And it's the Patriots. Never ever write the Patriots off. I want to write them off, Dave. I so want to write I really them want off. To, I suppose we better talk about them as we've uh, exhausted our Bills talk. <laughs> Let's go on to the New England Patriots. They uh, they finished ten and seven last season. They were seven and nine. So their uh, their walk in the wilderness is over by the looks of it. 
best game. There was actually a four-game stretch from week 10 where they beat the Browns by 38. They shut out the Falcons 25-0. They beat the Titans by 23 points and edged the Bills in Orchard Park. I, I don't want to... I can't really pick one of those games, but that little run there anytime, was just... Anytime you think, shut a team out is special, but it was the 2021 Falcons. So there's always the asterisks against it because they were poor. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, it's the Titans game. Yeah. You're right about the little run because that was where everyone suddenly gasped, paused for breath, went, my God, the Patriots are going to go to the playoffs. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I think that the way they completely outplayed the Titans Mm. um, was... Was I mean, all right, the Titans had not long before lost Eric Henry, so they probably hadn't quite figured out their game plan and stuff as yet. But, you know, I thought, was it 36 something, 36 12, 36 13? They lost by 23 points. Like that, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was, it was a big differential, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, going into that game, I'm, I'm pretty certain I would have picked the Titans regardless. So, yeah, for me to have got the pick wrong as well that drastically, it's you know, it's obviously a momentous day for them. <laughs> so full of it. I think the, the Browns potentially as well gets an honourable mention. Mm-hmm. Putting forty-five on the Browns and only allowing one score. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of people yeah. say Baker Mayfield going out injured in that game was a big thing, but let's be honest, they bought in Case Keenum, who is Baker Mayfield point two oh. Yep. So I mean, they smashed a fifty burger on the Jaguars later in the season as well, yeah. didn't they? Mm-hmm. So yeah, they've got a few big, big wins in there, definitely. Yeah, yeah. their uh, their worst game, of course, was that annihilation by the Bills in the I'm wild card sure game, forty seven seventeen. Do you know when you lose to a team who play the perfect game, you kind of just have to go. Here's what it is. Well, you allowed them to to an extent as well. I think, yeah. I think, I think from from a Patriots perspective, when you look at that coaching staff, they will look at that as how the bloody hell have we allowed that to happen? Mm-hmm. Whereas actually, in reality, you're absolutely right. It's not a case of you know the Patriots were bad or didn't do stuff. It was just the Bills were that damn good on the day. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I do think they will look at it as their worst loss. Um, just because of who they are and what they think they should be doing. And it's a team they know everything about as well. It's not as if it's yeah. uh, a team they don't face very often. And they got great, a better one early in the season. So. I think the only, the only other one possibly that might have... No, nah, I might put in there, but I don't think I will. I think I'll go with <laughs> the Bills one. But it was the loss to the Cowboys mm-hmm. at home. You know, the Cowboys, as we said all season, were were one of those kind of paper tiger teams that mm-hmm. look good on paper and on their day can be all right, but you know no one should really be losing to at home. But yeah, it's it's. I think I'll go with the Bills. That's a much worse loss for the Patriots. But actually making <laughs> the playoffs and then falling at the first hurdle. What a shame! What a shame! But they used to hit the uh, if they ever hit the wild card game, they always used to go out anyway, right? They never they used to enjoy the oh, bye absolutely. week. So, yeah. uh, exactly. biggest need I've got for them is wide receiver. They spent hundred million last season on uh, tight ends and you know pass rushes and things like that. But they do still need a proper wide receiver. Uh, Nikhil Harry, I think they can get rid of him pretty easily this year. Um, yeah, I mean, the, their secondary got rinsed by Buffalo as well. 
And but they do need to give Mac Jones some proper options uh, to throw down the field because he does have an arm. He can get the ball downfield. They just haven't got anyone that runs down there that can catch the ball. So that's what I would go for if I was the Patriots. I think cornerback's potentially a big need because they've got Devin McCourty, who's out of contract, Dante Hightower, Bentley, Jackson. All of those guys are out. Mm-hmm. And Jackson was their secret weapon last year. Oh, yeah, he's um, great. And I think if they re-sign those guys, 100%, Jim, you're absolutely right. If they re-sign those guys on a contract, go and get a bloody wide receiver, will you? Never mind tight ends. Stop getting two tight ends. Go and get a bloody wide receiver. Um, it also felt like their protection for Mike Jones was a bit iffy at times as well. And he was having to dump it off with sort of <laughs> very quickly just to stop himself from getting pressured. So, but yeah, I'll side with wide receiver. I've got no issue with that. I think there are two problems. One is they can't seem to draft wide receivers. They seem to be absolutely incapable of drafting a good wide receiver. And secondly, I'm not sure if JC Jackson's going to come back. He seems like one of those guys that has an attitude and that is not um, in keeping with the Patriots' way. So he seems to be like the guy that is to, to mouth off in front of Fergie. You know, he wouldn't be there a week later. So I'm not expecting so what you're him is to he's come back. going to go and sign for the Chiefs. Someone who can who doesn't mind that he'll, attitude will probably yeah. pick him up. He'll, 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 I, I can't see him going back to the Patriots. I really can't. He's already mounted off about not being paid, not, just not having the respect from the organisation that have come back to him to offer him number one cornerback money, basically, already. Uh, it's not the way it's done in New England. I don't know where he thinks he is, but uh, that's not how it works. Uh, maybe maybe he's doing it purpose to say, look, don't, don't bug me. I, I don't want to be here. Well, possibly. So come get me. To let's, not, let's not forget, Akib Talib played in New England quite happily. So sometimes well, he, it's, the marriage does work. He went there for a ring. He did the mercenary. And he got one. Ring, so. And he got one. So yeah, it worked. <laughs> but uh, you're not going to get a ring anytime soon, uh, New England. Uh, 7.3 million they've got in cap space. So they have got some uh, opportunity in, in the free agency to go and pick up someone, I guess. Maybe not a number one receiver, one of, but at least one, of the one issues, bit more solid. One of the issues that they've got is they spent so much money last year and all of the players were bought in um, on sort of two, three-year deals with massive signing bonuses. Mm-hmm. Now, when you give a signing bonus, um, it means that the actual cap figure is split. So you pay all the money in one season. So if I say, Jim, I want to sign you, I'm going to give you a signing bonus of 30 million for three years. And then your salary for that will be 4 million a year what will happen is that signing bonus will be split over the three years and they're still getting hit because they spent so much money in free agency last year and the signing bonuses are split equally between the three years and there's no getting away from that. It's one of the reasons the Saints are so up against it at the moment. So they say you can restructure. You can't restructure a signing bonus because you've already paid it. It's cash you've paid. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't restructure that. That That's set in stone. Yeah. So they've got a rookie cornerback who's earning threepence and eight money and yet they're up against the cap. It doesn't make sense, but it's because they spent so much last year in free agency. But they're going back so to the there's playoffs. only so much restructuring <laughs> that they can do. Yeah. Well, it was all worth it in the end. So two teams left, boys. The first one is the Miami Dolphins. They finished 9-8. and eight. Last season, they were 10-6. and six. Uh, Their best game, I well, the Dolphins did sweep the Jets and the Patriots this year, which is always important for them. But the Week 10 win over the Ravens, when two had to come in after Brissett got injured and help keep the Ravens under 14 points for the first time in 51 games was pretty special as well, I'd submit. 
I'd agree. I think that game is is pretty much the only game that they won that you could really look at it and say, yes, they played particularly well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all of their others, even the Patriots wins, you can point to things in the games that, you know, helped them along the way. Whereas that Ravens won, yeah, the defense that we vaunted at the beginning of the season actually stepped up for, for a week mm-hmm. and did, did what we expected them to do. So yeah, I do. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Cool. The worst game I had for them, um, well, getting shut out 35 nothing by the Bills in week two after you just squeaked to win in week one against the Patriots. That's not great. Uh, losing to the Jags in London. Both suck, but I think the beat down in week 17 by the Titans 34-3 when the Dolphins were on a seven-game win streak and head into the playoffs, I think might just sting the worst because that really did no, kill I think any hopes. 35-0 against a divisional team is, that's a real, real kick in the ghoulies. Mm. And then they started coming back afterwards. So they yeah. had that I, rough start to the season and then they had that seven-game run, which then ended did, with the I mean, Titans. Jim, you hate everyone in your division. You hate everyone in your Absolutely. division. Absolutely. Imagine losing 35-0 to anyone in your division. It's an embarrassment. And it, 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 ruin, <laughs> yeah. it can ruin your season. I, I'm sorry. It, it takes a real special bad performance to over overlook a 35-0 in in division loss it especially when you only ended up losing by two games to the team that ended up beating you in as well so yeah it's rubbish 35 nil to me and but, it was at home as well yeah well no but you know hmm. uh okay so biggest need i have for the dolphins well, seeing as though they've uh they've put themselves squarely behind tour Let's not talk about quarterbacks. Let's talk about need uh, new quarterback. <laughs> no, I think Tua's not not as bad as some people make out. So I think they need to work on that O line again. They have not really invested in the O line still. Um, last season's starting right tackle, for example, Jesse Davis had the NFL's 188th best pass block win rate in 2021 out of 200 qualified offensive linemen. Excellent. So <laughs> that's what you're dealing with there. 188 out of 200 registered linemen. And he was their starting right tackle. They've got 61.2 million in cap space. There is no excuse for them not to go out and be generous with their money. Uh, but they do need, if they are backing to which they seem to be doing, they do need to invest in that O-line. There's been so many years where that line's been absolute trash. They, they go and draft Tunsil, but then they trade him away. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you two positions they really need. They really need a pass rusher and they really need offensive line. In fact, they probably just need to retool the whole offensive line and not do anything else throughout the draft and free agency. Mm. This just, is really ignorant. I want to have a look. Who else is on They also want a running line? back as well. They need a running back. They've never done anything with a running back, have they? It's because I mean, they've never Howard had one that's while. worthwhile. They had Howard. He was all right. So their offensive line is Liam Eikenberg. He was um, uh, Alabama, wasn't he? Is Alabama, Austin Jackson? Don't know him. Um, Michael Deiter as the center. Mm-hmm. Robert Hunt, Jesse Davis. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Go on, get a new, get yourself a new offensive <laughs> line. But yeah, Liam Eikenberg. He was the. I'm sure he was at Alabama. I might be wrong. I think you're right, but uh, yeah, he's a rookie. So no, he's yeah, Notre he's... Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. That's the one, one of the big uh, yeah. offensive lines. Product yeah. In theory, their wide receiver call could do with some help. But when you look on paper, they've got Jalen Watt, who's, you know, is pretty good. Devante Parker, good. 
uh, Devante Parker, if he can stay fit, is good. Mm-hmm. And then um, Will Fuller, if he can stay fit, is really good. But the problem is, per season, how many games are you going to have with Devante Parker and Will Fuller on, on the field at the same time? One. Pre-season maybe. one, maybe. And Mike Zick is out of contract as well, so they need to re-sign him. Yeah. yeah uh, they did Collins pick up River Craycraft. Contract. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I don't think it's I don't think it's impossible for the Dolphins to to kick on from where they are. They just they just need to do some proper investing in the lines. They were were two games behind the Bills, Mm. so no, absolutely not. Make make changes, you know, shore up your offense, um, get yourself a nice big fullback who can act as an extra offensive lineman if you need to, and you know, really back your quarterback if he's your guy. Invest in him, you know, stop him from being killed. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, save save the quarterback. Yeah, save the quarterback. Invest in some big guys up front. Help him out. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with that defense as well. Now that my, uh, Brian Flores has been unceremoniously axed from the position, and Mike McDaniel's been brought in, he's an offensive young guy that's been brought across. So you'd expect the offense to take a bit of a, a move forwards, but how much is the defense going to suffer? Not having they've a got that, talent on that defense. They've got real, real talent on that defense. They have some, yeah. I'm um, just wondering so how much it's going to fall off. You don't expect it to be too much. I mean, there are some really, really good players on the defense. That, that by far and away is the most talented side of the ball for the Dolphins. Okay, and with that, we're going to move on to the final team for today, and that is the New York Football Jets. <sighs> Finished four and thirteen last season. They were two and fourteen. If we look at their best game, it's either Zach Wilson's first ever win. It's it's both of them. Against it's the Titans in overtime. <laughs> no, they had four you, wins. You can't so. split. <laughs> they had four. There's two games, two games that are both their best games, and you can't split them. It would just be so unfair. Well, one was that Zach Wilson first ever win against the Titans in overtime, or the Mike White miracle versus the Bengals. Exactly. It probably sets both the Titans. It's more probably more impactful for the franchise, right? Because Mike Williams, well, sorry, Mike White is already um, out of contract, whereas Zach Wilson should be the franchise starter moving forwards. I don't care. I don't okay. care. They're both equally the best game mm. for the Jets this season. Doesn't matter which one Two good was games. which or which one was playing who. You know, to win to win those games against those teams mm-hmm. in particular, both. You know, all right. The Bengals at the time were probably not a Super Bowl favorite, but no. as we found out, they're not a bad team. No. Um, you know, I think I think for the Jets, yeah, you can't split them. You know, they're both three point wins. <laughs> it's yeah. Can I, you know, can I just say Jets, as well, the win, the win against the Titans um, came one week after being shut out twenty six nil against the Broncos, and they were absolute trash against the Broncos so the fact they went and beat the Titans blew my mind and my accumulators yeah yeah that that shout out to the Broncos is probably their worst game but there were some big losses to choose from and they got swept by their entire division they were so bad I don't if they don't lose lose 26 nil to the Broncos I don't think they win the following week because they were so bad well, that's that's the thing. They lost to the Patriots fifty four thirteen, and then the next week went and beat the Bengals. Yeah. So you know there was obviously something about those shellackings where they suddenly go, "Oh no, actually, we know how to play football. Let's get on with it." Yeah, um, yeah I can't say I watched too much of the Jets uh, over the course of the season, to be honest. 
But yeah, I think I think the Patriots loss and probably yeah, any I mean anytime, like we said, they lost to the Broncos, man. The Broncos yeah, 26-0. Yeah, but early season Broncos weren't that bad, were they, to be honest? No, we were. We were just playing teams. Um, The last time we shot out a team was uh, Tennessee back in 2019. Um, And that was the last game Marcus Mariota ever played for Tennessee. Interesting fact for you there. (laughs) Well, one more fact for you guys about that, uh, that sweep by their division rivals. Their division rivals scored 200 points on them to 87. In those 200 games. to 87 206 sorry so 206 right. points to 87 those I mean, losses than I thought it would be if I'm honest they were not close more extreme than that so they were not close uh, <laughs> right biggest need moving forwards well they did oh, a lot last God. season they had a lot of they had a lot of holes last year and they they covered off QB um a lot of their O-line so they, they, they did some more investing in that uh I think that I would really like them to target outside linebacker and the secondary for uh, for the defense. Robert Sala is a defensive coordinator by trade. Um, he knows how to get that, that defense working, but they do need outside pressure. Said it last year, it hasn't been fixed. They still need to do that. Um, and there are a lot of good cornerbacks and secondary at the, the top of this draft coming up as well. So, And they've got a couple of picks inside the top 10. They've got a chance to address both of those things very early on um, in the first round. And they got 44.7 yeah, million in cap space. I definitely agree with cornerback and I'd probably go in the draft for that. Um, yeah. Linebacker, yeah, they seem to have flashes last year. Um, certainly in the games that, that I saw that they were winning, there was a middle linebacker that seemed to be quite good, but I can't actually remember what his name was. They've got a few so, good... Good linebackers Mostly. and defensive uh, defensive tackles. So but, Quinn and Williams, and he's probably going to get extended. He's got a fifth I know option. They've got Quinn and Williams, but I, I just yeah, I think cornerbacks Franklin probably their Myers, biggest need. Yeah. But I would like them to give their young quarterback with a half decent offensive line some playmakers to throw out as well. So I oh, think yeah. with their with their uh, cap space, I think they ought to go out and try and find a couple of receivers as well. Maybe a proper good pass catching tight end. Yeah, absolutely. But it would help if they weren't down by 14 points when you took the field. I think that's the well, real problem. That. Is that he was having there to play from that. behind and, and then you're throwing interceptions because you know, you're, you're trying to force the you, ball. You, so. it's, it's it's pick your poison, isn't it? It's Do you, do you tool up your, your defence and maybe lose games 24-17? Or do you tool up your offence and maybe lose games you know, 42-35? Yeah. What, what would you rather... They were dead last um, in think... points conceded this year. So 32nd out of 32 teams for just giving up points. I, mean, I would say, because it doesn't help when your offense, when your defense is on on the field um, constantly and your offense is three and out and it puts, it puts unnecessary pressure on. I think it's one of those things that the Broncos have seen. We give up too many points because the offense is never on the field. And by the end of it, the defense is knackered. Mm-hmm. Um, so in order to help your defense randomly, you have to help the, you have to help the offense. Um, one thing I want to say, I, I agree that wide receiver is probably um, somewhere they need to upgrade. I think Braxton Barrios being a number two wide receiver is not a recipe for success. But I think what we what you have to look at is the offensive line depth. So Mackay Beckton is has the potential to be a brilliant left tackle. 
George Fance there as well. I think he's perfectly solid. Jim, I know you're a, a larger Veritaka fan, the same yep. I am. Connor McGovern played for the Broncos, decent safety, but they're always injured. I mean, Mackay Becton's constantly injured. And as soon as you then drop back to that line, I don't, I, I can't name a single guy and they get ran over. And it leads to Zach Wilson having a 55% completion race uh, percentage. Mm-hmm. So get in that second line, pick up four guys who are good, solid backup offensive linemen, because that will be worth its weight in gold. It's not one player and it's not sexy, but we saw it consistently last season. I mean, it was one point where Mackay Becton went out after, I think after the, after the first quarter um, and they played like five guys at left tackle. It's like, come on, man, you can't be doing that. Just have, have an understudy, have a proper understudy who's going to be able to come in and do a job. I think at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter which position you pick because you know, oh, there's so many holes. There's so many holes. It, they're all going to be upgrades anyway. Yeah. So you know, I think I think yeah, you know, with the Jets, it's it's you are right, and to a degree, David, is more about spread and and getting a better squad, um, just their, as much as getting a star receiver or star cornerback. What's their cap number like? They got forty four point seven mil available. I mean, yeah, go on then. <laughs> you know, then it's now or never. Then isn't it? <laughs> go, well, Marcus May's out of contract. Jameson Crowder, Lauren Devonay, Tardif, um, Alex Lewis, Gerard Davis, and Keelan Cole are the kind of major people on the roster that need to. Uh, Lauren Devonay, Tardif. He's the ex Chiefs uh, right tackle. He's the uh, he's a guard. Yeah, well, he's a right guard. Yeah, he's the uh, one who just lets everyone go by him. So yeah, there's no loss <laughs> on him. He's uh, he's not very good. Turnstile, that's the word I was trying to think of. He's a turnstile, a right tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if they can, go and get go and get a few guys because we, we've seen, you know, that we've seen flashes from Zach Wilson that he's all right. You know, there's there's nothing wrong with Zach Wilson. I think he's fine. Put some pieces around him, get him a good run game. I'm still not sold on Michael Carr. I think he's fine, but nothing brilliant. I think he's pretty There's good. There's actual talent around him. He had an injury as well this season, but I, I was impressed with Everyone Michael Everyone on the Jets had an injury. Well, yeah. Have you? <laughs> That's what it doesn't help things, does it? So, no, anyway, that's it. That is the Jets, and that, of course, wraps up the AFC East. So, we've done the West and the East this week. Next week, we're back and we'll do the North and the South of the AFC, and then, of course, we'll come and do the uh, the NFC after that. But, yeah, that is the pod for this week, guys. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, if you want to, if you can, please check us out on Patreon. So, patreon.com slash final down where we're still putting up more content uh, there in terms of videos and articles potentially as well uh, and other things. So uh, extra content there. And you can check us out, obviously, at thefinaldown.com and on Twitter at FinaldownNFL. DenverDave30, Punk underscore Raider. Until next week, though, boys. I've been Jim. That's been DenverDave. That's been Punk Raider. Thanks very much for listening.